Hi there. Welcome to Beyond the Comfort Zone podcast. My name is Israis Hag from Fishasi Fitness and Nutrition. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing experts about the various topics taught in fitness education to better understand the research, challenge some beliefs and biases, and provide helpful information to all the other health and fitness professionals out there who may have questions just like mine. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Now, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. See you soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another amazing live with the amazing Joe. <laughs> um, so today... Uh, we are going to talk about, oh, by the way, those of you who are new to the group, those of you who don't know me, I am Isra Ishaq. I'm an online health and fitness coach. I work with women from all over the globe and we'll do, we do all sorts of cool and amazing stuff with health and fitness and nutrition and all that stuff. Um, so today we are going to talk about the all important topic of what is the best diet, right? Is it going to be the vegan diet? Is it the keto? Is it... Uh, vegetarian right mediterranean who knows um we're going to discuss this with joe but first i'm going to let joe introduce herself hi joe hi how are you doing today i am good my lovely how are you busy but fine now this is now my relaxation <laughs> point where we sit and talk about nutrition so <laughs> i know and this is this is where all the the cool fun the topics start to come out right especially when it comes to diets and the types of diets that are out there which is like a gazillion of them right mm-hmm. so i'm going to ask you a few questions to start with joe what is the best diet what what are we looking at is there one specific diet that everybody should do Like so many things in nutrition, the correct answer to that is it depends. Um, Unfortunately, I think part of the problem is so many people want a black and white answer. They want to be told this is the best solution. Do not do this. You must do this. But unfortunately, I think a lot of the time people just forget that we are all so individual as people like Even if I went, this is the best diet on paper, what if it's got something you don't like the taste of? What if it's got something you personally happen to be allergic to? (laughs) Um, What if it's out of your budget and you haven't got the money to buy the stuff that I put on this magic list? So I think when you think about the question, what's the perfect diet, what it should be is what's the perfect diet for you, but also forget about perfection. and realize that there's no such thing as the perfect diet what you need to find is the best diet that fits your personal preferences your lifestyle your budget and your goals so depending on what you want to achieve for example obviously a lot of people in your group are looking to build muscle a lot of them may be looking to lose weight some of them may just be wanting to optimize their health and just be and feel as good as they can as possible so you can obviously tweak your diet based on your goals but whatever you do it has to fit into your lifestyle because if not yeah you might be able to stick to it for a week or two but if you don't like it or it doesn't fit in with your personal preferences um and like the makeup of your day you're just not going to stick to it absolutely and and 
and we know this from research, right? The, one of the things that diets could fail is the lack of adherence, right? We're really quick into wanting results now, 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 right? And we start to jump into all these different diets that may be restrictive, that make a cutout of food groups. And in, in, in the long run, we can't stick with it. So if we've lost weight on that diet, guess what? It's all coming back, right? Because if we don't understand the, the basics you know, of nutrition, or we don't understand how to eat in a way that we can sustain and adhere to, then yeah, that, that's not going to, to stick in the long run. Speaking of diets that cuts out food groups, let's talk about keto. <laughs> right, so what is keto, Joe? So let's just for a minute tell you what keto diets actually are, but then what a lot of people who say they are keto actually are. So the ketogenic diet was originally developed as a clinical intervention to treat children with epilepsy um whereas it's kind of been co-opted and it's now sort of seen as this uh, panacea to save all um what a lot of people actually mean is they just mean high fat and low carb keto is actually very low carb moderate protein and high fat if you don't have low enough levels of carbohydrates the reason it's called keto genic is because it puts you into a state of ketosis which is when ketones are produced and they actually become the fuel for your brain because our brains are the most expensive organ with regards to energy in our system and our brains love glucose that's the best form of energy for your brain um, so glucose comes from consuming carbohydrates if you eat low carb you don't have glucose our bodies need glucose to function or without it, they have to do something else. So what they do is they turn fat into ketones. I think maybe that's not right. They, they create ketones out of something. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when we talk about low carb, because there is a difference between being low carb and going on a ketogenic diet, which a lot of people don't understand. With keto diets, we are talking about 50 grams or under of carbohydrates, right? Yeah, I think it depends a little bit person to person, but essentially it's, are you in a state of ketosis? So you have to be low enough to create that state. And it is, like you say, it's very low carb for smaller people. That might be even less than you said, maybe bigger people, you could have a little bit more. Whereas sometimes, certainly if you look at the scientific research, some studies which are classed as low carb can actually have as much as 40% of the diet as, uh, as carbohydrates. Now that sort of level is not going to put you in into ketosis so Absolutely. yeah but i think it's carbs it goes in cycles in nutrition where one macronutrient has like all this bad press like it's fat it's sugar it's whatever so it kind of goes in cycles at the moment sugar is the devil we all should um, cut out sugar even to the point where you've got some people saying don't eat fruit and things like that um because it's so extreme yeah but one of the biggest issues in that is um, there's not always enough information on how to do these diets in a way that is actually healthful. So, for example, we know that there is a causal link. And when I say causal, as in it causes something, not it's just an association. But there is a causal link between saturated fat and cardiovascular disease. 
Um, so if I just say, okay, cut out carbs, eat high fat, if I don't then extrapolate on what types of fat to eat, saturated fat is more abundant in a lot of the foods we consume and if you then just go great I'm going to cut out carbs I might lose weight because cutting out carbs reduces my calorie intake but if I'm then going to eat a load of saturated fat that's increasing my risk of a lot of cardiovascular diseases strokes heart attacks atherosclerosis which I can never say apologies <laughs> and things like that I have to sit really slowly and even then <laughs> it is a hard one I can't say either so you're forgiven <laughs> yeah so it's a case of yes you can do keto if keto works for you we're not necessarily saying like don't do it but it's a case of you have to be conscious about what you are doing and you've got all these people online who are going keto is amazing keto did this for me keto did that for me but I think with all of these things they kind of simplify it to a level where you can actually not be given some of the critical information to make a choice on whether that is actually a good diet for you yeah absolutely and and here's the thing right apart from you know it's medical benefits to people with epilepsy and things like this we know people lose weight on a ketogenic diet only because it allows them to create a calorie deficit and a lot of people are able to create a calorie deficit on a keto diet because they remove big chunks of the junk foods that they eat those are the foods that are higher in calories right so you remove all the stuff that is in high calorie dense a highly a palatable foods that you can eat a lot of and yeah you're going to lose weight right and this is why people jump onto the diet without understanding the um the risks behind it right without understanding the long-term effects of it as you said we're looking at cbd we're looking at things like uh cancer breast cancer and stuff like that which are all which are all which all can be long-term side effects of you know high intake of saturated fats right yeah because i mean the carbs that get the bad the bad reputation are the things like bread and pasta and things like that but the other things that are carbs are whole grains legumes vegetables fruit these are all things that we know are health promoting foods fiber is so important for things like digestive health but also um, diets that are very low in fiber are a much higher risk of colon cancer especially if they're high in meat and things like that so it's all well and good saying cut out carbs and yes maybe in instances you do need to look at refined sugars processed foods but a lot of carbs are great yeah, <laughs> they're really good. yeah. plus yeah. they taste amazing why would you want to cut pizza out of your life <laughs> Absolutely, I totally hear you. Now, having spoken about uh, high fiber foods, let's jump into the vegan diet, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about veganism and and what that area is all about. So there's a couple of ways to look at the vegan diets. So obviously a vegan diet is completely void of any animal products. Um, Now, there are different reasons why people go vegan. So I think we should possibly touch on that briefly. If you are deciding to have a vegan diet for ethical reasons, that's fine. You do you. Like there's no argument against 
omnivore diets being ethical <laughs> like or for, that's it, it, environmental that's reasons right we know um, or for environmental reasons that could oh, be that was going to be the second point so environmental reasons now with regards to sustainability i think there are levels where obviously to make the biggest impact environmentally you would have no animal products but just by reducing animal products you are still making some sort of change and i think this is where sometimes if you're doing it for environmental reasons again that's your decision um, to make but there are scales and sometimes it's like i personally have reduced my meat intake over the last year or two if you see my Instagram stories, I'm often posting random vegan meat alternatives because some of them are terrible, but some of them are really nice and you don't know until you try them. Um, so I get the sustainable side, but I also don't think the sustainable side has to be an absolute because I think we can look at our lives as a whole and it's all well and good. Like I know one person who is a very strong vegan, pushes it on other people, but she flies, obviously not the last year, but she usually flies at least 10 times a year. And it's like my diet may include animal products, but my carbon footprint, because I don't travel as much as that, is massively lower than yours. So it's all well and good you preaching environmental reasons to me, but that's only one aspect of your life. So I think sometimes you just have to take it with a pinch of salt. But obviously with the planet in the state that it is, if everybody does a little bit, then it is going to add up to more. So, um, yeah, it's something that I've probably reconsidered over the last year or so, and I was maybe a little bit more, a bit, a bit more closed off to that viewpoint previously than I am now. Yeah, awesome. What um, kind of uh, nutritional sort of, so we're not, uh, vegan diets means just, you know, uh, plant-based foods no dairy no obviously no fish no eggs none of that stuff no milk right what kind of de possible deficiencies at a macro and micronutrient level can we actually see yeah so obviously we've touched on ethics and sustainability now on nutrition yeah. vegan diets tend to have this health halo where people sort of say that they are uh, yes, uh, that they are superior to other diets for health. Now they can be, but they aren't necessarily. So um, for a start, a lot of vegan alternatives are actually really not good. If you look at the labels, they're very high in saturated fat. They're very processed. I think vegan cheese is, some are okay, but some of them are horrific if you look at the nutritional profile of them. Um, also, when you cut out animal products there's certain nutrients that are much more abundant in those things like b12 iron calcium a little bit of zinc and things like that so what you have to be conscious of if you go on a vegan diet is you are much more susceptible to certain deficiencies yeah. so it just means you need to plan your diet a little bit more carefully um, the other thing is most plant sources aren't complete sources of protein and we know how important protein is for health, for muscle retention and everything like that. Um, so you, there's actually a lot more newer studies coming out in this area with regards to muscle gain and muscle retention. Um, but essentially you can still build muscle you can still retain muscle on vegan diets you just need a little bit more protein than you would if you were eating animal sources which are complete sources of protein and and it, it would require a, a, a bit more planning as well 
Mm -hmm. right? Because we know to get a sufficient amount of protein, you may have to take in more the calories than you would otherwise if you had gotten that from animal products, let's say, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. One of the, the most researched diets in terms of cardiovascular health is the Mediterranean diet. Like this diet seems to be beneficial for everybody. Mm -hmm. And according to some of the research, we should all ideally eat some sort of version of the Mediterranean diet, right? Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think when you look at what is the best diet, which is the question we started at, um, the Mediterranean diet or that sort of eating pattern is often held up as the kind of gold standard. Um, so the reason behind that is because it contains a lot of the stuff that we want to get and it doesn't contain too much of the stuff that we shouldn't be eating in sort of too much quantity. yeah yeah um so it's it's heavy in um whole grains vegetables legumes lean protein sources healthy fats think of your olive oil your fish and things like that um, and it does still have some other things in lower quantities with your refined sugars it has a lot of uh, not a lot of alcohol sorry it has some alcohol if you think of your on the Riviera with your glass of wine and things like that. <laughs> um, but it's about sort of things in moderation. Um, yeah. How does that compare with how you kind of eat? Pretty much. I mean, I love my red meat. Not going to lie. I do. I do eat red meat about twice a week, but then I also consume a lot of fish over the week. I have my veggies every day. I exercise and all those things whatever effects that I'm going to get from red meat, if any, they're, they're going to be mitigated by all these other things that I'm doing, right? At the end of the day, we can't look at just the one thing. It's, a, it's stepping back and look at, okay, what is my lifestyle like? Well, what health building behaviors do I have? Yeah, perfect. I mean? And I think that's what people get like way down in the minutia. So it's what supplements should I take? oh, what do you think of this source of one nutrient? And it's like, look at the bigger picture because your health is going to be down to yeah. what you do consistently. Like you can eat a tub of ice cream one day a week if you want. If the rest of your diet is good and you're exercising and you're healthy and you're maintaining um, a good body weight, then it's really not an issue. But however, if you're eating that and no fruit and no vegetables and you're not getting enough protein and you're not eating your essential fats and you're not getting all your micronutrients from your fruit and things like that and then it becomes an issue so that's what you sort of when you look at diet it's your habitual pattern of eating. absolutely agreed now i wanted to talk about pcos diet and diabetes diet and Joe was like, hang on, Yusra, we can't squeeze all these things in, in one life, which I totally agree with because there's so much information out there, right? There's uh, people are bombarded with so much conflicting information, which can be really confusing because then they don't know what to believe, what not to believe, what to try, what not to try. So we wanted to keep this life, this life as simple as possible. And we're, we're going to give a quick summary of what the best diet should be in the end. But let's touch on this first, right? What are your thoughts on detoxes and cleanses? Uh, complete waste of money. <laughs> uh, 
So it's basically like if you are a healthy individual, you do not need to detox because you have functioning liver, kidney, skin and everything else. So your body is designed to detoxify itself. You don't need like half of the stuff people sell are just like laxatives in fancy packaging or a cleanse where, oh, you lose weight because you've literally not eaten anything for a week and you've just drank some powder mixed into water. Of course, you're going to lose weight if you don't eat anything. Um, it's not because the cleanse is magic. It's because they stopped you eating food. <laughs> yeah. Or you see some uh, uh, cleanses where it's like for breakfast, have your veggies. For lunch, have your veggies. And this essentially all it's doing is telling people to have veggies, which we should have anyway. So I don't see how that's a cleanse. Yeah, I mean, I was in Tes uh, Sainsbury's actually, sorry, not Tesco's. Um, I, I alternate my supermarkets. Um, and I was in the uh, sports nutrition aisle because I was looking for protein um, powder. And they had fat burning pills. So I was like, right, I need to see what these are. <laughs> they were 18 pounds for a start. And they weren't, I didn't, don't think you got that many for that either. And then, so I was like, right, let's see what these have got in them. And if you read the packaging, it says these work if you are in a calorie deficit. <laughs> All my days. Like, if I'm in a calorie deficit, why do I need to buy pills at 18 pounds? <laughs> and then, this is the thing, it's the, the marketing around these products that mm -hmm. catch people out. And this is why I say understanding the basics. You don't, you don't need to be a nutritionist or a dietitian to know how to eat well. Just understand the basics, right? And yeah. then, I just, think, yeah, what, what you can do is if you want to sort of build like an ideal diet, have a few staples and then you just sort of build around it so what's your protein source for your meal um depending on what that is and what time of day it is like i eat fruit with breakfast and then i eat salad probably with lunch and vegetables with tea or some sort of uh sorry i'm northern tea means dinner um because <laughs> you know you have some international people they won't get that be like tea she eats that with vegetables isn't that a drink <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, like that's generally how I would plan a meal. It's like, what's my protein source? What's my either fruit, veg, salad, etc. And then you just kind of build around it. Yeah. And a lot of the time I'll eat the similar type of thing for breakfast. Most days I'll eat a similar ish lunch and then my dinner <laughs> um, will be a little bit more varied. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a good point. That's a good way, especially if you're trying to lose weight and you're not calorie counting, right? So you're just eyeballing your meals. Having similar meals at the beginning is just going to give you an idea of what your intake is. And then if you need to increase or reduce, depending on your goals, it becomes easier, mm -hmm. right, to do it that way. Now, to summarize, which you have already done, to be healthy, right to eat well focus on your veggies on your protein on your healthy carbs uh reduce processed you know processed crap i suppose right processed foods um what else exercise move sleep get out in the sunshine get some sunshine 
right? And please, don't waste your money and effort because it is hard. You start a cleanse. Yay, I'm doing amazing. And then a few weeks later, everything's come back again, right? If, if you feel like your liver is not doing its job, please go see a doctor. As simple as that, right? You don't need to detox. You don't need a cleanse. Just eat well and do all these other health building behaviors and you'll be absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. Did I miss out anything? <laughs> well, I think the other side to health is also the social side of health. Yeah. And I think part of the Mediterranean diet and the reason why that part of the world has sort of longer lifespans and stuff like that is it's not just the nutrition and the exercise. It's actually their way of life. They're lower stressed. They get out in, into the sunshine every day. Um, it's the close connections and things like that. Because I know, like, we've all probably known people who've been on diets and they've, like, cancelled going out with meals with friends and things like that because they're anxious about eating out and then they can't track the calories. They don't know how many calories there is. But then if you think about it, what's better for your overall health? Is it being around your friends and in a social environment or sitting at home stressing about one meal of food? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um yeah, and I think that just concludes this live. Thank you so much, Joe, for being here. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. If you're going to watch on replay, hash replay, and let us know how you like this conversation. I know you may have a lot of questions and things like that, so be sure to post them. And then we may, actually, I don't know, we may, I know, we're going to have Joe back again to talk nutrition some more because it's what we enjoy. And uh, yeah, talk to you guys soon.